For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoso believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-doo, this is the Darren Gray Circus Parade Morning Show. Hey, listen here, we got a lot going on this morning. Why'd I give you that scripture, you wonder? <laughs> Pause and pray. Yeah, hallelujah. Because y'all know all them little easy, if you don't listen, I gave you that little simple script. For God should love the world, that he gave his only begotten, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And have y'all know that scripture. I want to know about the ones you don't know. I just did that to weed out all the little sissy worshipers. <laughs> hey, sissy worshipers, good morning. Y'all know what they told you. You got to do what they tell you, and you got to know what they told you. I got none other than G-Sharp coming on here this morning. I've been pumping y'all up for them all, well, since I could. I've been having technical difficulties up in this piece for some reason or not another. Sometimes the most high God likes for changes to come about, you get new shit. Let's just break it down. Some Sometimes you gotta get new shit. Even this morning, shit was all aloof. I, I've been coming on like two, three minutes late, but it don't matter. Cause this is live radio, baby. And anything subject to happen. This ain't that bullshit you turn your car on or satellite, it's all pre-recorded. And somebody is standing there saying, you better not say that, nigga. You better not say, ooh, did you say nigga? Fire, click. You better not change that motherfucking song. You better tell everybody what everybody wants everybody to do because that's what we said we want them to do to take these shots and get all jacked up and shit be saving themselves from a life of death from the COVID even though Colin Powell died from all three shots but you still need to get the shots it might keep you alive I don't know what the fuck that that type of stuff. Anywho, anyhow, anyway, this is the Darren Gray Circus Parade Boy Show, baby. I'm amped up, piped up, hyped up, ready to go. All about being about what I need to be about. I can't see this. I'm on, I ain't gonna give you the address this morning. Hey, guess what? Today's show is brought to you by Flavors. Let me just tell you about Flavors. I met this dude yesterday, brother. Let me tell you something. He's got the greatest chop shop in the land, man. Listen to me when I'm telling it to you. You know what I'm talking about. Listen, this dude is a big star He's a big star. Look, he gonna get bad at me. Dude all up. I was like, dude, you all up in movies and shit, nigga. You on TV. I was like, hey, you wanna do an interview? He's like, nigga, I'm flying out tomorrow, baby. I'm doing a show tomorrow. I'm doing a movie tomorrow. I'm be out of here. I'll be back Monday, Tuesday. I don't know what up, dude. I say, well, when you wanna do it? He say, tell you what, Darren Gray of the Darren Gray Circus Parade Morning Show. Flavors would like for you to come to our grand opening. So he's planning on having this big ass grand opening out in this parking lot with bands and shit and all kinds of shit. Black dude, attractive. Y'all gonna love him. This nigga look like he's a combination between Lex. Remember him, the porn dude with the big penis? <laughs> and Terrell Owens. Yeah, I know some of y'all still watching porn. I just threw that at you. Don't act like you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about. This is the Derrick Gray Circus Parade Morning Show. And yeah, I'm gonna be shouting flavors out all day, today, every day, always. You understand what I say? Listen. I don't know what you're doing, 
Go tell your friends to download TBRWW.com and send it to all of their friends. We're trying to get to one million listeners. That's what we're trying to do. One million listeners. You understand it when I'm telling it to you? Huh? Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? One million. We want one million people putting their ear testicles on our lip verticals. You understand? We want this shit to get all lined up so when the words that are coming out of my mouth can make it to the place it needs to go so that everybody can get what they need. You understand? Go to TBRWW.com and download the Booth Radio app. That's right. You can download it in the Google PlayStation, at the Apple App Store, wherever you got. If you got one, that phone that that black dude, the nigga made, you know, because it's a nigga that made phones and shit. I'm sorry I said black. Y'all know y'all niggas ain't black. Listen. He made phones, and I don't know where you down. <laughs> Y'all got to get that nigga phone. That's what I'm looking for. It's a dude out there making phones. Ain't bullshit. He's black. Nigga's black. Nigga is blizznack. I don't want this Apple shit no more, and I don't want no fucking Android. I'm going to find a nigga phone, because that's the right phone for me, because it's made for me, by me, for me. Remember that shit, FUBU? <laughs> I thought you knew. Listen. Go to TBRWW, download the Booth Radio app, call all your friends, email it to your friends, tell your friends, download the Booth Radio app. We're going out here for one million listeners. We got something really big coming on. Listen, I ain't got time to waste, I ain't got time to taste. I'm finna get this shit going, cause uh, guess what? I got G Sharp on this piece. Y'all don't know who he is, or some of y'all do, most of you do. I know who he is, he's a bad dude, man. Let me just tell you right there, he's been had his finger in everything. He done been up in it all, baby. He just, this nigga's like, he's scratching and and moving, baby, and flying. Listen to me when I tell it to you. He's on the go. He covers the globe. This is the man you want to know. I ain't bullshit. I'm not kidding you. You want to stick around and listen to everything he's got to say because he's going to be an interesting lad if I say so myself. Anyway, I'm about to kick the whole thing off. Wait, wait, did I forget to do something? Email us at thecircusparade at gmail.com. If you want to call in, email a question to G-Sharp. You can call me at 501-448-5512. Every time I do that, though, the phones get all jammed up. Y'all get attitudes. But you can try. 501-448-5512. We would like to hear from you. Email the question to thecircusparade at gmail.com. If it gets backed up, this is the Darren Gray Circus Parade Morning Show. And guess what? This shit is eternal right here, baby. Cock a doodle doo. Yeah. Side chicks can't dance like this. Side niggas can't dance like this. No, 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 no. Side niggas can't step like this. Side niggas can't stand like this. You know what time it is. What you know about this? This before your time. I used to two step in the 019. I always been fine. This is not new wine. I just happen to find a way to live my whole life in my prime. Side niggas don't look this good. Can't cook this good. Can't fuck this good. Can't get right. You send him to the store and forget that he left. You send me to the store. I come back with a chef. I come back out of breath. While your side nigga sitting at the club with a booty on his chin like a cleft. I don't ever want two. That's the same as the next. I made the three more famous than. 
stuff. No cap, that's a roundhouse kick to a Jameson's neck. I got a Jada Pink and keep it so my shame is in check. Cross legged in the dojo, my master mentor. Side chicks can't take out splinter. Side chicks make they Kool Aid with Splenda. Side chicks can't come to Auntie Linda's house. They gon' send her off, they gon' send her out. To buy more things that they hid in the couch. Don't you know that side niggas can't cop no Tesla? Pull up in a ring like wrestlers. Pop out at the soccer game with the VBSs and a bunch of snacks. Model X Falcon backseat doing jumping jacks. 21.9, I wanted one of a kind. 2020, I'ma be ahead of my time. 20,000 leagues, the biggest fish in the pond. But if you never go fishing, it's something you never find. We can be eternal. eternal. I know some shotties that are blast for me, over blast for me, and throw that ass for me. So my last sleep. <laughs> Slow motion, so I had to see. Before you start, fill my glass, wipe my glasses. I love a passion, ooh. I drink a passion fruit. I'm running through your organs like when I pass the hoop. I wanna pass the bar, I don't pass the bar. I'm Kobe, baby. I ate it up. I ain't ate all month, you looking like a plate all lunch. Saturday was AJ and she never gets sold. I'm almost fell in love with her mahogany soul. Terminally known, she can feel it in the stones. Now she giving me ultimatums, I told her I hate tomatoes, some chances I gotta take on. I can't see for the life of me, why I be like me when I got white feet. Uh, side chicks can't do flat twists. Better dollar, you can buy me a brisk. Side chicks can't cook no grits. Grits, nigga. We can be eternal. Eternal. We can be eternal. Side chicks can't dance like this. Uh. Side niggas can't dance like this. No, 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 no. Side niggas can't step like this. Uh-uh. Side niggas can't step like this. Uh-uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah.
We are eternal up in this piece. Hey, I got some guests, a guest with me today, y'all. Wait, listen. Get close. Put your ear right up on your phone, baby. Put your ear pod giggler digglers in your ear, man, like Dirk Diggler. That shit rhymed, didn't it? I always rhyme on. Is today Tuesday? It's Wednesday. I usually rhyme on Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. For some reason, I'm Wednesday rhyming. Anyway, nevertheless, without further ado, I don't know what to tell you, but I got none other than G-Sharp right here on the Derrick Gray Circus Parade Morning Show, baby. G-Sharp, are you with me? What's up, baby? How you feel, man? I'm feeling excellent. How you feeling? With my hands, like my dad would say. <laughs> Don't touch right. it. Don't rub the skin off. You understand, baby? <laughs> That's right. What's going That's right. on? I'm so happy to have you on here with me today. I'm happy to be here, man. We worked. We worked it out. We worked it out. Listen, if y'all don't know him, give this man a chance to introduce himself. Uh, G Sharp, could you tell them a little bit about yourself, please? Starting with where you're from, big baby. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, Grind City. That's where I'm from. I uh, lived in Memphis till I was, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, went to the University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, where I matriculated for five years without getting a degree. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right? He was and, moving uh, around. Yeah, five years, no degree. Right. So, um, so what led you um, to the music you know, thing? What led you to music? Oh, I've, been, I've been singing professionally since I was like seven years old. Right. You got your first gig yeah. when you were seven? Yeah, my dad was a Baptist minister. May he rest in peace. Uh-oh, and my mom, Lord. who may she rest in peace, she asked me and my sister, who's a year younger than me, to sing at uh, the Pastor and Pastor's Wife Appreciation Program, amen. And um, we, um, I said, no, I don't want to do it. I think I was seven. I don't want to do it. And then dad said, I'll give you a dollar. I said, I'm in, right? And I ain't working for free <laughs> that, that right there is called professional. If you get paid for it, it's exactly. professional. Now, let me ask you You're this. Pro. So you grew up in the Baptist church? Missionary Baptist church. Missionary Baptist church. So your dad yep. was preaching. Not even, in, not even in the city. I, my dad pastored two small churches in a small town, one one town was Middleton, Tennessee, where he was born. It's also the same town that uh, Fred Smith, who owned uh, a Federal Express, that where he's from too. Um, my dad was born and raised in Middleton, and my mom was born and raised in Whitesville, Tennessee. My dad pastored two churches, one in Middleton and one in Whitesville. Let me ask At you this: same time. What age? Yeah. What age were you when you started being able to? Um, how should one say, I can't really call it preaching. When you start to mimic your dad when he wasn't around and start. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ever since I, oh, well, first of all, my dad is the reason why, well, one, he's the reason why I'm an entertainer. Two, he's the reason why I pontificate. Three, he's the reason why I've always uh, sought the truth. 
because my dad, I used to ask my dad questions when I was like eight or nine that he couldn't answer. And instead of him blowing some smoke up my ass, he told me, I don't know, son. You got to go find that out on your own. That was the best thing he could have ever told me. So he's the one who told you, go look it up in the Bible for yourself. Go look it up. Go look it up. And if it ain't in the Bible, look it up somewhere look else. Look it up That's somewhere else. Praise the most high for him because usually they make something up. Because I remember when I was yeah. um, when I was coming up, I used to always ask preacher. I said, hey, man. Um, who did Cain say was, if you send me out into the world, they gonna kill me? Who was Cain talking about? And they said, oh, them was yeah. his brothers and sisters that he had. Come on, man. No, 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 no. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> if you don't know, just say you don't know. It'll say like make you up don't shit. know. That's, that's, that's the beginning again, of all man, knowledge, I, baby, saying again, you but, don't but, know. But again, I, I, I've spent my whole, I, m one of my minors in college was comparative religion. And I've come to a an agreement, at least in my mind, heart, and soul, that all religions are simply just fingers on the hand of the, of the creator. So didn't matter to me what finger you've chosen to point. Doesn't matter to me what finger you've chosen to, to be on because the mountain leads to one spot. So I don't care where you start, when you start, it all leads to the same thing. Once you lay down, Right, you're back at the oneness, and then when you and then if you decide, you come back again. That's just my belief based on all the stuff I've studied. But again, when you use the word belief, you automatically eliminating factual data because belief does not require facts. The belief belief requires faith. Faith, that's and right. And I don't have I don't have a problem with faith. Faith-based organizations. I don't have a problem with faith-based anything. That's if right. If you believe that God is on Haley's Comet. I'm good with that. Just don't try to make me believe that shit. Absolutely. Don't try to make me, and don't try to fuck me up because I don't believe what you believe, so you make me a, 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 a infidel or or whatever, or a beast, or whatever you want to do, right? right? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, namaste, motherfucker. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me... Let me you know, say this. I can cuss, right? I, you can I say, listen, show, I can cuss, right? let me tell you something. <laughs> this right here, my name is on the marquee, the Darren Gray Circus Parade Morning Show. This ain't regular radio. This ain't satellite radio. I used, you, I used <laughs> to do radio in the back in the day. You can't say that. You can't say, dang. Yeah. You can't, it's just something. But here, you freedom, the freedom to say whatever you feel like saying, baby. It will not right. be edited. Let me throw this out there. Notice G Sharp said all the fingers. The most high has his fingers on all the so pay attention. If you if you follow insane, that's your thing. But it's on that's his finger thing. too. He made him too. So pay attention. Pay attention. All of and, it belongs and to And I take it, I always take it another level. Anytime you use the word he or she referencing the the ultimate creative force, you're putting what I call anthropomorphic attributes to a non-entity, to an entity that has no shape, form. It, you can't, so when you say he, that's just some man shit. When you say she, that's just some chick shit. All of that's just some shit that we keep adding on top of it. Oh my like God. Sugar is sweet. Shut up, like G-Sharp. Shut it down, baby. Sugar is fucking sweet. Shut it sugar down, G-Sharp. So you hold you it. Can, you can call it... <laughs> You trying man. to feed them already? I, I can't, First, can't let me tell them a little bit about you. Oh, I'm a dang, I'm a dangled him in y'all's face. Y'all better get ready for the real. Sometimes you got to be ready for what's coming. Oh, you gonna feed them real good, ain't you, baby? 
I'm here to eat, bro. I'm I know that's right. Tea. Listen, let me say this. Right. Okay. Just so we can get on touching so they'll know exactly who you are. Tell them if you can, if you can remember. Just start naming off the people you've taken the stage with, been in the studio with, performed with, whatnot. Just give them a, just tell them who you've performed with, please, sir. Oh, shit, man. Let's see. I've, I've fucking played with everybody, dude. I toured with Prince. Carmen Electra was in my band, not the other way around. Let's see. Um, I, I've written songs with Maurice White. I've written songs for Philip Bailey. Um, I've won a Grammy with Jimmy Vaughn. I've been on stage with Bo Buddy Guy, B.B. King, Bonnie Raitt, Eric Clapton. Done some gigs with Robert Plant. I did some gigs with the Culture Club. Look at all these rumors, the niggas there. Yeah, we, we did some gigs with them. They, took, they bumped us off the tour because we was kicking their ass every night. And I've done, I, I've toured, I, I mean, I was I was in Maserati in the second album. Uh, I've been on stage with Brown Mark. I did, I, the first time the revolution got back together and played for the American Heart Association when Bob, when Bobby Z had a heart attack and, and did uh, that first show, I was singing back up and I, they brought me out front to sing Uptown. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm connected with these motherfuckers, but I'm connected with a lot of people, so I don't, I don't like to get lumped into that Prince camp too hard, even though Prince and I were boys. I mean, I, I, it, it didn't matter where he was. If he saw me, I was busting through security and we just hanging. That's you know? what I'm talking about. I didn't, want, I, didn't want nothing, I didn't want nothing from him and he didn't want nothing from me. So Hey, why you got it? Kinda... While we talking about, dude, go on tell him that story so these artists understand um, rights and whatnot. Tell him that story you told me about the rights and your records and can you do one of his cuts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the last time Prince and I had a conversation was a few years ago at Bunkers, a bar, a little ragged-ass bar with a hole in the floor uh, here in Twin Cities, where a lot of really dope shit has happened, but right now it's just kind of raggedy. But anyway, um, I was playing with this band, and uh, Michael Bland was in that band, Sonny Thompson was in that band. We were just bad as fuck, right, at the time. And... Um, uh, every time Prince came in the bar, I would always call the Prince medley, and we would do like seven, eight songs of Prince and 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 Morris Day in the Time, Sheila E, all them songs in one medley, right? And um, at first, um, Michael was like, "Oh man, we don't. Do, you sure you want to do that in front of Prince?" I said, "Man, what what the fuck? He he shouldn't have put it out if he didn't." You sound, sounded just like it. You sounded just like it. Right, <laughs> that's my boy though. But uh, that's another thing coming up too. I, I won't talk about it now because we'll talk about it later. But, but um, yeah. So Mike's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, so we finally started playing it. So, and we would end the night with it because Prince would always show up late, and he would stay to the very end. Whereas in most places, Prince would show up. He would show up, do, f stay for five, ten minutes, realize this some bullshit, and leave. Right. And if somebody tried to play his music, he would jump up and run out. Right. Well, with us, he said, and listen to us bust this shit because I was killing that shit, right? I would even go so far as to say, okay, I'm getting ready to imitate Prince, and then I get down on my knees, so I'd be about four foot eight. Right? <laughs> You're on for that one. And, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, but he, he, he laughs. It shit, is what it is. I but, know, um, I know. Yeah, so, so at the last time I spoke with him, Prince, um, I come off the stage after doing his stuff. And I go back there, and everybody's circled around the table, and the security keeping them back, right? 
and um, stuck around the table, and uh, they're just, you know, um, uh, 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 hold on a second. Somebody just texted me. I'm talking. I'm on. I'm, he I'm, on, on the, I'm on radio. He on the air, y'all. On the radio. He, he on the right, air, right. and he gonna uh, stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, Listen, I'm on the air. He on the, on the air, air and he gonna stop and tell y'all about. Now we gonna get back to that bunker shit he told y'all. This place is legendary. It might be a nasty, nasty bucket. But like he says, I done seen some shit up in there. You don't listen. Don't sleep mm. on bunkers, boy. Think about it like yeah, Archie absolutely. Bunkers. That's how you get bunkers. But we'll get yeah, back it to is it. What it is. We'll get back. You through texting, dog. See, when you important, you no, stop. No, you stop right in, in the middle of the Darren, the most important nigga in the world, Darren Gray. You stop in the middle of his <laughs> shit. That shows but, you how important this nigga is. No, like, I, did, I did fuck that for Darren. a reason because I know that he'll probably call. I know. And I don't want him to call. Because you call, it might interrupt the, the, the stream. And I don't want to screw it up like that. Yeah. But um, um, we ain't streaming. Again, we live, nigga, all over the globe, from coast to coast, butter toast. We all up in Japan, Jamaica, and, uh, Dan Juan. Man. Go ahead, I'm kidding. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so anyway, he um, I come off the stage, I go down there, and people are all circling around his table, and then security splits them open and let me in. So I go in, I sit next to him at the bar. I say, Yo, man, what's happening? He said, I'm good, man. What you, you, you know, what are you up to? I said, just hanging. Then he says, um. He says to me, oh, let me tell you the first story. Before that, the time before that was about a month early. And I come off the stage, having done his stuff, of course. And I sit down with him. I said, hey, man, um, I, got a, I got a referral that, um, that uh, the average white band was looking for somebody. And before I could even get it all out, he said, you should, you should join their band. They need you. That's what he says to me. I said, well, I don't know if I can just join their band. I mean, he said, do you need me to make a call? I said, no, I don't need you to do nothing. <laughs> I don't need you to do nothing, right? And then he says, uh, he says, so what do they want you to do? I said, well, they don't want me to do anything. I don't know who I am yet. It's just my, my guy who sings with the Temptations, he said that they're looking for a singer and uh, wanted to know if I wanted to audition. And he said, look, tell them you ain't auditioning for nothing. You're G-sharp and this is my gig. When, when do I start? I said, no, nah, I ain't going to do all that because I ain't sure I want to do it yet. He said, you should do it. Why not? And he said, you should play guitar with him, too. I said, guitar? I ain't playing guitar with nobody, man. I ain't no guitar player. He said, yes, you are. I said, well, how you? I said, I said, first of all, I know how I'm funky. I'm naturally funky. So anything I pick up is going to be funky. Even if I don't play but two notes, it's going to be the funky. Notice how this nigga was said, bragging the prince about how good he is. Y'all pay attention. Right, right. So I said, yo, I ain't no guitar player, man. You know, and I would never say I'm a guitar player in front of a guitar player. He said, let me ask you. He said, let me ask you a question. Who taught you how to play? I said, you did. He said, you're a guitar player then. I'm like, all right. I ain't taking no guitar gig and you get done talking to me. So that was the end of that. But then fast forward about two months later, and it was the last time I talked to him. So I go back and sit down with him after the thing, right? And we're sitting there. And, um, um, I say, so, P, what, um, how do you feel about me doing some of your stuff? He said, when do I ever care about you singing my stuff? I said, I ain't talking about it in a bar, man. I'm talking about, I'm putting my own record together, and I want to know how you feel about me doing one of your songs. He busts he busts into a 15-minute deal, right? I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. This nigga getting ready to preach. So for 15 minutes, he talked about how when, when everybody was up his ass because... Um, he had taken all his music off YouTube. 
right? So every time somebody tries to find his music, pay attention, take it off pay YouTube. attention, pay attention, YouTubers. Listen to what he's about to tell you. Pay attention. <laughs> so he see, he say, he says, oh, oh, he said, okay. He said, let me break it down. Every one of my songs that was on YouTube only made it to YouTube because YouTube did an agreement with Warner Chapel, the company that the publishing company entity of Warner Brothers Music and Warner Incorporated, right? He said, so whenever YouTube put, let's say, Uptown, if you went on YouTube and found Uptown, every time um, you saw one of my songs, YouTube paid paid Warner Brothers a license fee of $25,000. He said, you know how much of that $25,000 they gave me? $2,500. They gave me 10% of my own shit. So once I gained uh, all of my, my rights back and got all my masters and all my publishing entities set back up where they started getting 10%, right? Then I pulled all that shit off YouTube. And so if they wanted to put it on YouTube, they're going to have to give me that $25,000. And they didn't want to do that deal with the artist directly. So that's why my shit ain't on YouTube. That was back then, right? Before he died. And um, I said, right on, I get it. I get it. He said, now, let me ask you this. Do you have a major record label? I said, no. Do you have a minor record label? I said, no. Are you doing it independently? Yes. Do you have a distributor? No, me. I'm the distributor. He said, all right, well, you can use any song I ever wrote. And I was like, yo, man, for real? He said, yeah. I said, come on, Pete, for real? He said, I wouldn't say it if I didn't. Yeah. Then I said, can I get that in writing? Kind of joking around. He said, get away from my table. I was like, get the step. I said, maybe I should have got it in writing, but it didn't matter because any published work, and this is for every artist listening right now, any published work, you can record anytime you want. You don't need to get nobody's permission. Chris is one of the few people that if you did one of his songs and he didn't get you didn't get permission from him, he would do everything he can to make sure that song was never going to be a hit. Because in his mind, that's my child. You was like asking me, can I borrow your child for five years? Right. right? So you know, but it, but legally, you don't have to do that. You can do a whole album of Prince hits right now if you want to, and all you got to do is get the license. And the license don't have nothing to do with him, his family, or the estate. It's got to do with whoever owns the publishing. Right. Now, let me and ask you, you this, G-Sharp, so. Mr. G-Sharp man. Oh, and let me, let me say this, too. Exactly. I remember when you started playing, brother, and let me tell you something. It didn't take you ass. It did, I, I remember I was like... I was at Bunkers. I was like, is this nigga finna play the guitar? This, this is, now he can sing and dance, but can he play? And I was like, okay, this nigga's finna play. And then you started, you played, you was playing at playing. I remember this shit like yesterday. You played at playing. I, could, I was like, this nigga can play, but he don't want to play play. Then a couple of months later, you didn't even take it off no more. So yeah, you you finally grabbed that motherfucker by the horns. Well, the part shit. of the reason why part of the reason why I didn't take it off anymore is because initially at Bunkers, I, when I first showed up at Bunkers and started playing with that band, let's give them a history I, of I Bunkers. Bunkers is a club in huh? Minnesota. Tell them about Bunkers before you tell them this. Give them a history yeah, of Bunkers. A bar. Okay, Bunkers is a bar in 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 Uptown. No, downtown. And it's on the north side of downtown, right at the edge of North Minneapolis. And um, 
and it was just a biker bar at first long long time ago and then um um it, it, it just i mean it's one of those kind of iconic spots that for some reason it started to blow up right and it just started taking on a life of its own and and it did and a band was put together there called dr mambo's combo Dr. Mambo was this local guy who was a guitar player. He wasn't a great guitar player, but he, everybody loved him. So he put together a little jam. And they used to come there on Mondays and Tuesday nights, and they would just jam. They wouldn't have any songs. They would just jam, and then they would screw around with a song, and then the next thing you know, that song would be in their list, right? And then they started bringing on some singers, and then it was still a jam band. It didn't turn away from a jam band until I finally said, why are we jamming at songs? when we can learn these fucking songs and do an actual show, especially since we got three singers up here, right? Why are we fucking around? Wow. I mean, let's just do the damn thing. Three right? singers who you had Margaret. Years ago. You started with Margaret Cox and that. No, yeah, I started with Margaret Cox and it was me, Margaret Cox, and Cynthia Johnson at first. Margaret Cox is with me, what Mar group? What group was Margaret Cox with? Margaret was with uh, Tomorrow and the Scene. The scene. She was yeah. Tomorrow from Tomorrow and the Scene, yeah. yeah. And um, with Jesse and his thing, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I, it goes back as a story number of almost any and everybody who was who was legit, hardcore, cold-blooded. They played with a combo. Everybody in town didn't play with a combo. But if you were legit, straight legit, you played with a combo unless the combo liked you enough to put you on. You had right? to be tight. And that's tight. how it went down. You got to be tight. Yeah, to play you had to at least you had you had to at least have an end. At the very least, you had to have an end with somebody. Right. If Billy liked you, you got to sit in, even if you weren't that great. If Michael liked you, you got to sit in, but you had to be great. It's a difference. Right. Right. Michael didn't give a damn if his mom was getting ready to get on stage. May she rest in peace. He wouldn't give a damn if his mom was going to go on stage. If she couldn't cut it, you wouldn't see her no more. Right. <laughs> right. That's just the way it was. So when I first sat in with the combo, I, I was just in. I was just standing in the audience. Uh, at the fine line because they used to do every Wednesday night at the fine line for a little while long time a thousand years ago and uh, <clears throat> I said man this is a pretty good band I'd like to sit in with them but how do I do that I said well I'm going to go to the path of least resistance so I'm going to go to the chick so I went and introduced myself to Margaret on the break I said you think I could sit in she said well uh, what are you doing I said I'm a singer and um, I said I just want to sit on one song man. that's all I need what do you know I said what y'all play I don't care I know it all I said oh okay so so they called me up on um, Everyday People, right? And uh, we're doing Everyday People. And finally, somewhere in the middle of the song, I said, hey, wait a minute, break it down. Zoom. They broke it down. And, and Michael's just on the kick drum. I'm Mike. I said, Mike, speed it up. Speed it up. Speed it up. Right there. Everybody ready? One, two. One, two, three, four. Boom, jacka, boom, jacka, boom, They went in. The, they just went in the higher. Cause when they heard me say that, boom, laka, laka, they knew what was coming, so they just went there. They had never done this ever right. before. Right, 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 right. So we do higher, and I'm choking them. I'm choking them, right? And after that shit was over, I just left, went home, right? <laughs> Fast forward, I, I, they, they started playing bunkers. So I go down there, so let me sit in. Next thing you know, they let me join the band. This was years. Years right, ago, right, right. So, um, fast forward about ten years, not maybe not ten. Fast forward at least five or six, and uh, I'm in the studio with Levi Caesar working on some shit at Paisley. Now, I don't even remember how that even got found or hooked up, but I'm out at Paisley Park working on something with Levi, 
And Levi says to me, all right, Prince going to be coming in in a minute. Don't look at him. Don't say nothing to him. Don't turn around and shake his hand. Nothing. Just keep looking forward, and I'll talk to him. I said, all right, cool. I wonder where everybody Whatever. get that speech from, that same I, I, speech. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I can <laughs> yeah. tell you that story. Okay, but anyway, so I get there. He gets there. He walks in the room. We're in Studio A, right? So he walks in, sits right behind me, right? I'm at the I'm at the soundboard. Levi to the right of me at the soundboard. Prince right behind me, about three feet, right, behind me. And um, we're sitting there, and Levi said, what's up, man? They're talking about some shit. Then they stop talking. Levi goes back to working on what he's doing. I ain't turned around yet. All of a sudden, I hear this voice says, I like what you were doing at the fine line. And I didn't move. I didn't say nothing. Levi looks over at me and said, just kind of does his head like that. Oh, you can see me. He just kind of nods his head towards Prince. I turn around and said, what's up, bro? I stuck my hand out. <laughs> he shake his hand. He shook my hand. He had on gloves, right? Because at that time, he was into this, I don't like touching people because they got germs. Right, right, right. So he had on white gloves. So he shakes my hand. I said, what do you mean? You like what I did at the final line? He said, when you sat in with a combo. I said, dude, that was five years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right? He said, it was dope. I liked it. I said, okay, right on. And then that was the first time I'd had any substantive conversation with Prince. I had a little bit of conversation with him during the Purple Rain tour. Right. Because that's when I met Brown Mark and all of that but so on this story. so for the for the most part at the bunkers like because even like lenny did you was you spending time with lenny kravitz mama in, and when she was in the band or for how many years did you actually stay up in bunkers um i was in i was in bunkers oh shit i joined that band i would say in 1988 I came here to join Maserati. Right. And after the Maserati thing went left, we had to put a re we put a record out and everything was on the radio and whatnot. But um, that thing fell apart because Motown took over and it was just crazy. But right, anyway, right, 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 right. that's another story. Right, we'll tell that another day. Another we'll day. We'll another day. But, but uh, yeah, so I was in that band for probably 30 years almost, man. And it was just something to do. Because it wasn't like money, because there's no money in this town. Right, right. Nobody making no damn money. Right. They're making the same money today that they were making 25 years ago, 100 bucks. Right. Everybody making 100, give or take a dollar or two. Hmm. Or they might play on a holiday weekend and make 200 bucks. Right. Right. Something, right? Exactly. So I wasn't there for the money. I was there just hanging because I'm a musician. I like doing what I do. And when I didn't have something else to do, like traveling with Jimmy Vaughn or winning a fucking Grammy, I would be there playing the bunkers. Right? So let me so, ask you this. What? So, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, so yeah, I did that for like 25, almost 30 years. 30, man. 30 almost years. Almost 30 years. And you say it's a hole in the in wall. In the same fucking bar. Now, let me, let me tell y'all something. It's all black in there. If they turn the lights on, you'd probably run. It's all black. You mm -hmm. can't see shit. You can't. And the stage is lit up, and they in there rocking the shit out that place on them nights. I ain't yeah. never been, no. I slipped up and went in there one night, and I was like, uh. I'm finna head back to the. It was Sunday or Monday. First it was just I think was it Sunday or Monday. Then they started doing. Sunday. No, first was first was Monday. First was Monday Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. Then they got rid of. Then they got rid of the Tuesday and started Sunday Monday. And when we went to Sunday Monday, it was a ghost town in that place for, for about a year and a half on Sunday. Yeah. Cause Minnesota. I mean, Minneapolis fan base is kind of weird and fickle and weird, right? Yeah, they so real funny. When you, when you get them off their when you get them off their um off their schedule. 
it, it takes a while for them to recuperate. Right. right. So, yeah. So the Mick Sterling and the Stud Brothers, which is white guy, uh, awesome singer. Mick Sterling and Stud Brothers were doing every Sunday night. And when they moved away from Sunday night, uh, I don't know why they did. But when they moved away from Sunday night, we took over the Sunday Monday. Well, he, here's and a, their crowd didn't transfer. Who's the, um, let me just, um, so they'll get a good idea. Just um, give them example like of your biggest night when it was like this. Because I remember one night I was in there and you, I, it was you, Johnny Lang. It was Prince. It was, I think, um, what's that boy, Anthony Hamilton. It was fucking Barbarella yeah. was on the keys. I remember right. um, what's yeah. Gary, what's his name, Greg? It was that dude that played the guitar with the curly fingers. I always forget his name. Is it? You just said it. Gary, Greg, uh, Greg, Greg. Who? The guitar player. They play with him. You with know, who? Oh, do Billy. Billy. Um, Billy, yeah, up, Billy. I yeah. mean, I yeah, uh, I think my uh, Sonny T was up there. Michael Bland was up there. Yeah. It was just, uh, now. Yeah. What was the most kid, uh, like artists you seen up there crazy at one time? Um, uh, probably the night that um, what's the boy's name, man? Um, guitar player. Uh. Um, uh, uh, he's a, he's a, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, he, he does a song. Man, be wrong, you man, be right. What's that? What's that guy's name? That he was is. a big, huge guitar player. Guitar. Uh, he also did a song about uh, mothers tell your daughters something like that. I forget. Anyway, oh, he was mar He was dating. He was dating that chick who was married to Nick Lachey at one point. He even forgot all the names, y'all. All the names. I forget the names, man. There's so many people. But anyway. They, John they Mayer? Like John Mayer? John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. John Mayer. Walk, I, I'm standing by the door at Bunkers. You know how it's laid out. Yeah, so I'm yeah, standing yeah. at the door talking to Jelly Bean because Jelly Bean Johnson always be standing Because Jelly Bean is the door master. If he he's would. basically a doorman. Yeah, yeah he, he, he spray so you with spit. There, he there. initiates you. He baptizes you with spit before you get So Jelly's standing at the front okay, door. And I'm standing at the front door. All of a sudden, the security cat comes in. And I look behind the security cat. is John Mayer and Jessica Simpson. That's her name. So they walk in. And I stopped John. I put my hand to his chest. Are you ready to sing? He said, can I sit down first? I said, yeah, sure. Y'all find him a good table. He wouldn't find a good table. I go back to, to where he's sitting. I said, you ready to sing? Can I eat first? Yeah, get this man a burger. <laughs> a burger, right? And when he got done eating, and I get back on stage. I said, John, I don't know if you're done eating or not, but come on up, man. Ladies and gentlemen, John Mayer. I didn't even ask Jessica Simpson because I knew she couldn't do shit live on the fly. I knew she couldn't, right? So... John Mayer comes up on stage and he kills that shit. I mean, he see, the, the thing, and I've always said this, and I said it because Prince said it to me first, and he said it to me because of me. He said, if you can't sit in, you ain't shit. Let me say that again for the slow kids in the back. If you can't <laughs> sit in, you ain't shit. That's right. I don't care who's on stage. If it's bluegrass, That's country, gospel, soul, funk, hip-hop, if you can't get up on stage and sit in at least for a minute and hold your ground, you ain't no musician. You fronting. Let me give you somebody who, did, who we asked him to sit in, 
And when he got up on stage, we gonna tell him. Wait, 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 hold it. We gonna tease him. Somebody punked out. We getting ready to tell you about it. G Sharp gonna tell you about it. Somebody <laughs> punked out on stage, baby. This is he wanna give y'all too much. We got to tease him a little bit. Let's give him a little of this John right, Mayer ahead. right here, nigga. Let's chill for a second. Cock a doo doo doo. I got G Sharp. This is uh John Mayer. He didn't punk out. Cock a doo doo doo.
Cockadoodoo, this is Derek Gray, Circus Parade Morning Show. The show is brought to you by Flavors, man. It is located at 2108 Southwest 74th Street, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73159. It's the dispensary. I told you, man, this dude, black dude on this place, man. The place is nice. This is why I even telling you about shit was nice. The place was nice. It was all plush. I was like, what y'all got? What is this? What y'all got? Plants and shit up in here? Listen to me. It's nice up in there. They got slushy machines, lounging. It's just nice up in there. Dude's an actor, too, all over the globe. He's getting ready to come on here live, and we get ready to broadcast live from his establishment. Trust me when I tell it. The booth is going to be live and in color person right there, baby. I think this dude is in a new series, some FBI. Y'all will be watching it. You know y'all watch all that type of stuff. Anyway, I'm here with G Sharp, and he's about to tell y'all another bunker story. Because um, we ain't got shit else to do, do we? Y'all got something to do? G? There's something else to do, they'd be doing it. Ain't that it, dog? They would be doing it. Go on, what would, now where did we leave off? John Mayer, oh, somebody punked out. Somebody was a bitch. Somebody was a punk ass. <laughs> well, well, I, uh, I I'm said not gonna it. go that far. Go on, tell the story. We'll, go so let's find out when you so get to the end of the story okay. whether or not they was a bitch I'm not or go not. So far. I'm not gonna go so far as to say somebody punked out or was a bitch, cause he didn't punk out. He came on stage and did what he could, right? But it was a, it was a night at Bunkers, as just like any other night. And Stokely tell it all, in, tell it Stokely, all. First of all, Stokely is by, by far. I've told Stokely this to his face. I've always told people if I say it to somebody else, I'm gonna say it to your face because I ain't gonna ever be caught up in somebody saying, "Well, G Sharp said no," because G Sharp didn't say nothing. He didn't tell me. I already heard that. G Sharp told me that. Because I, I ain't gonna never be caught up in that bitch shit, right? So, so I've said it to his face. I've said now on on international radio, Stokely Williams is in the, my opinion, in one of the top five greatest vocalists, instrumentalists, musicians on earth. Period. Fight me on it. I know because I know them all. Can't nobody fuck with Stokely. And, and of those top five, two of them dead. So he's in the top three for me. So uh, moving right along, Stokely brings Anthony Hamilton to the gig, right? right, right and right, I don't right, have right, any right, issue right, with right, Anthony right. Hamilton as a man. I don't even know him. I, I met him briefly there. We took pictures. We hugged. We embraced, blah, blah, blah. Right, 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 right. To my people, right? But facts is facts. I called him up. I said, man, yo, you, you want to come up on the stage? He said, what y'all, what y'all, y'all know some of my stuff? I said, no, we don't know none of your stuff. We, we, we're a cover band. We play covers. We play all old school, soul, funk, rock, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I tell you, we'll do something easy. We'll do love and happiness. He said, well, I don't really know that. Quit playing. Nigga, boy, look, Scott, stop the press. Uh, Anthony Hamilton, say that again. Anthony Hamilton, Anthony Hamilton, whose voice is literally old. He has a voice like a nigga 79 years old with a bottle of thunder. Straight the fuck up. Right. He don't right. know that. He don't know love and having it. I'm like, there's some songs, just like if you're a guitar player and you're 16 years old, you learn smoke on the water because that's the easiest thing to learn. Right, you right, learn right. It, you know it throughout your right, life. Right, right. Same thing with singers. If you're a soul singer, especially, how you don't know some Al Green is beyond my. How the fuck you don't know fucking? Al- so you should have kicked him in. And it ain't like, behold, behold, hold up, check, check, boom. It ain't like Anthony Hamilton. 
was 15 when I asked him this question. Anthony Hamilton was 30 plus years old when he walked in that bar. Grown ass old man. I was in there tonight. He was in there. So yeah, that's why he was sitting in the back over there not doing shit. Yeah, so so I said, yo, come up, man. We're going to do love and happiness. Just come up and freestyle. We'll, I'll throw it at you, right? I just want you to get in, right? So he comes up on stage. He don't know none of the lyrics, right? None of them. He knows it's of the song. He don't know none of the lyrics, right? Mm. Right? Anybody who's ever grew up listening to soul music know at least the something going wrong. Something on the phone, three o'clock in, in the morning. morning. You know that little bit. Just do Talking that, bro. You just do that. We'll take it from there. How <laughs> you she can, can make, make it right. right. <laughs> How you not know? Your mama should have embedded that in you so when what, you was growing so up. What ended up happening? So what ended up happening? Because I didn't, I didn't call him out. I ain't trying to make him feel no kind of way. I just said, just lay back. When I hit you, you just start, you know, start scatting, going off, right? So we broke it down. A little breakdown. Love is that part there. He just went in. He didn't even know the love is making one more. He didn't know none of that. He just started just kind of freestyling. And here's what I believe, because I'm just not going to allow myself to believe, even to this day, that Anthony Hamilton didn't know that song. Some I think what right, Anthony man. Hamilton That's, was doing, uh-uh. I think what he was doing is something that a lot of artists do. They get so caught up in the whole persona that they, they think the record company doesn't want them fucking around with something that ain't their shit. Right, right. And Prince should have taught him that. Prince would go and sit in with the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Right. He didn't give a fuck. Sing who the fuck right? you want to sing with them. That's your dude, throat. You, it, that's shit. your shit. That's your throat, but nigga. That's what, <laughs> but back then, but back then, before people got hip to what Prince was talking about forever, everybody thought that everything they did had to be run by the record label first. Word. Right? Cause that nigga, that before, come on, man, you can't tell me that nigga three, don't know that song, that was even man. Before the, but see, that was even before the 360 deal. The 360 deal is a deal the record companies are doing with you now. If you are unfortunate enough to sign with a major record label, they do 360 deals. And 360 deal, they own everything. Aspect 360 of degrees. Everything about you. Everything. Your name, your likeness. Proprietorship. Your swag, they, they own, own your, your name, your everything. They own your tour. They give you a front for your tour and they get a piece of the tour money. Everything. They own it all. Everything. That's what everything? I was telling. Why everything. would you? Yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> they, got, they got everything on lock. Let me ask right? you this, though. Check this out, though. This is what I was asking um, some artists the other day when they was like, uh, you know, yo, yo, you know, this yo dude got vinyl. I was like, yeah, he, he vinyling. How do. How are you in? Tra- you got to entrust motherfuckers to tell you how many downloads or how many streams. Apple don't. They charge nine ninety five a, a month. They ain't like this. They ain't like sitting there going, "Oh shit, yo shits." They play. They not. Who's watching that? They don't give a fuck about no. That's they want. They nine ninety nine. Let me break that down. <laughs> let me break that down. Okay, all Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Title, all those companies, all they are are glorified publishing companies where they own the right to play your shit. 
They don't care how many times it gets played. They don't. They don't even. They don't have no staff. You know what kind of staff would be necessary to cover everybody's stream? Right, That's to impossible. sit there and watch the, your shit. No, they no no. They nobody doing that. Here's what they do. It's basically a situation where they have paid for the right to use your shit. It's just like YouTube. If they pay you a little bit of money, cool, whatever. For uh, who was it? Um, Pharrell. Pharrell said happy at the top of his popularity had about 250 million streams in one month he said i made about $3,500 in other words if you streaming your shit you giving your music away for free that's basically well, what you said no but hold on let's, let's not make it that black and white it's not that's not true when you stream your music you are allowing them to be paid so that you can be discovered virtually, right? Because it's like, let's say I got, man, I got songs on television, bro, right? So it, let's say the song that's on the Indeed ad right now, right? Brighter Days. Anybody watch television, you have seen my commercial. I already right, know it. Right, I ain't got to right, ask right, the question, right, right. right? But with that said, if I wanted to become popular, if I wanted to become famous, I could give that song to, and it's on Spotify. It's on Tidal. It's on all that shit. You pulled it up the other day, right? The song is there. Yes, sir. The I publishing did. company has put it there, right? It's there for a reason. So if I ever got to the point where I said, okay, I want to make that song a hit, right? And I start pushing it and pushing it, making YouTube videos, and doing all the stuff that I would do, right? Uh -huh. The problem uh -huh. is Tidal. All those places, they're not going to compensate me for doing that. Now, if I said on here, right, 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 if I said on here, go on Spotify, go on Tidal, do all this shit, and go look up my song Brighter Days, right. or go on YouTube and look up the Indeed ad that has yes, that's the name of Indeed.com. Yes, if you type that in, that commercial is going to come up. You right. say, oh yeah, shit, I heard that shit. Yep. That's me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And because I can make my voice sound as pop. Or as raggedy as I want to, because I'm a bad motherfucker. Bad dog I can do to that, the dog. Right? You heard what he said. Arr, arr, arr. So with that said, <laughs> so with that said, with that said, I could do all of that, and maybe my publishing check would be five, six hundred bucks a month, maybe. Because think about, think about before there was title, before there was Spotify, all that shit. Um, when Mariah Carey put out All I want for Christmas That's her whole Christmas song Right All I want for Christmas is you She makes millions a year Every year It's like Black Friday She don't have to do shit all year Cause when Christmas come around She gonna make her meal Right so she, so she don't live. She literally doesn't have to do shit right all year. year. Just sit up and wait like for that commercial to like come being, on. It's all like having the number one. It's like having the number one lemonade stand on <laughs> on uh, Santa Monica Pier in, in in the summer, or not even Santa Monica Pier because it's warm all year. Say you have the number one lemonade stand on Lake Calhoun 
or Lake Minnetonka. Right, 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 right on the beach, right there. Hot and shit. It's only going to be warm. It's only going to be warm three, four months, right? (laughs) Right, a month. But you ain't going to do shit the rest of the year because you made two, three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, nigga. Don't go out there with some popsicles or some suntan lotion, nigga. You go get rich out that bitch. Nigga, some brooms to dust the sand off them motherfuckers. You going to get rich because soon as the sun hit, them niggas is breaking. They out there. Yeah. Right. So what musicians have to understand is don't look to title, don't look to um, Spotify, don't look to YouTube, don't look to any of them to make you rich. What you look to them is to help get your shit out there. They're going to get their money. You're going to get a little bit. But eventually you're going to have to do what all musicians should be able to do. And that's play. Fucking play. You can't play. You fucked. You fucked if you can't. If you can sit at that computer and push those little buttons, you ain't gonna make no money, baby. The reason why, the reason why, um, Katy Perry is not on the road right now is because Katy Perry can't do shit without a multi-million dollar production. The reason why, um, um, Ooh, he telling he telling too much. Wait, wait. We gonna come back and talk about million dollars. Hey, who you wanna hear right quick, G Sharp? We can't be stepping on DJ Seinfeld. It's time for the morning show mix. I'm gonna go old school. I'm going old school. I wanna hear the look of love by Isaac Hayes, the whole version. The look of love by Isaac Hayes, the whole version? Not the little boy version, the big boy the version. The big boy version. Put your big boy draws on, and we about to make exactly. it happen. This is the Darren Gray Circus Parade Boy Show. I got G Sharp on here spilling all the beans on all type of shit, especially if you're an artist. You ought to have your ears wide open. And this is the DJ GJ Seinfeld Morning Show Mix. Say cock a doodle doo, G Sharp. Cock a doodle motherfucking doo.
Can't erase 